Make it clap. Just make it clap. Ready? Yeah, I got my mic back as well. Let's go. And we're back in three, two, one. What's up, yo? Welcome back to the Ins and Outs podcast. Uh, this is our second episode <laughs> of the day because we just did a 30-minute episode and didn't press record. <laughs> Blame came. My bad. It was really good as well. It so was really good. Let's hope, hope we can recreate it and make it better. <laughs> um, so yeah, I hope everyone is well. Uh, you How do you want your mic so good? I want my mic like that. Do you need some Viagra for your microphone? <laughs> I need some Viagra for my mic. Do you have a flaccid mic stand? Um, <laughs> I've, always, I've always got a flaccid mic stand. Yeah, welcome back. It's now 11 something on a Tuesday. We started at 10 something. But hey, take two. Take two. Shit happens. We move forward. Um, how was your week? <laughs> Again, <laughs> I've heard this already, but you how know, was your week? It's good. It's been a good week. Uh, I had a day off yesterday, which normally I'm at mon- uh, normally on a Monday, I'm at Performers, and I had a day off, um, which kind of threw me out of sync a little bit, but it was dope. Uh, I went to the studio and I freestyled for like 45, 50 minutes, um, which was super fun. I just put my iPhone on shuffle. And whatever songs come on, come on. Except for whenever like Spice Girls come on, I managed to skip that. <laughs> Bro, one. you're telling me you're not freestyling to Spice Girls? Nope. Come on. I would like to. I think I will choreograph a routine to them though. Slam it to the left if you're having a good time. Shake it to the right. No, feel fine. Shoot it to the front. I would enjoy uh, it thoroughly. Uh, all right. Just so I could watch you dance it. I would do it. I'll be Ginger Spice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Can I be Sporty Spice? Yeah. Thanks. No, that she's not Asian. Wait, which one's the Asian one? There's no one. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a Spice Girl. Okay. Um, But yeah, so I did some freestyling, which was dope. I haven't done it in a while. And then... um, What did you struggle with most, freestyle? Like, was there a song where you just went, oh, fuck. How do I dance? Yeah, (laughs) Eminem Killshot came on. The one that he casts out, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Eminem kill shot Machine Gun Kelly and like you know when most songs come on you can like figure out the rhythm pattern or like mm-hmm. it, or you just know the song mm-hmm. I really thought I knew that song no I don't know <laughs> I don't know like song. every time I found a rhythm I'd be like oh yeah I'm on this beat and then Eminem would change his flow and I'd be like malfunction body cannot hear the music start popping yeah well I just literally look like I'm having an epileptic fit out of time to music like even better yeah it's horrendous so yeah I did that um what else did Monday consist of? That's kind of it. I went to the gym, did some like plyo work, did some box jumps, some plyometric push-ups and some abdominal core exercises I think to help improve my performance. We need a reel of us trying to outbox each other, outbox jump each other. Outbox each other um, or box jump each we other? We could do both. Or box and jump at box the same time. The same. <laughs> Fight on the podium at the top. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I can do it. I like jump here. This white boy can jump. This white you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this half white, this half white boy. Um, I used to. Everyone be on- here is gonna think that I'm actually Asian. I'm going with it. I'm fully white. Mm. I just don't look it. Yeah, someone's lying to you. I think we should do like a DNA test. <laughs> like My poor an- dad. Ancestry test. I just grew up in. So I grew up in Umalden. Is that Korea? No. So it's oh. it, it has got. <laughs> so it's a place in London. Um, it's got the highest populations of Koreans outside of Korea. Mm. So I just adapted to my environment. Fair play. Just chameleon my way like through chameleon the way in. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so I was doing some plyo work to work on being more athletic. But you think you can box jump high, yeah? Yeah. Are you five foot two? Bro, I can jump. You're five foot two though. Five five. Five two. <laughs> five five on a good day. <laughs> and 
I'm five seven. Well, I'm five eight actually. <laughs> You're definitely five seven, but no, no, I, five, no. So hear me out. I always <laughs> thought I was five seven, like when I first started, like in in the industry. Mm-hmm. So I lied on my CV and put five eight, right? Because that's what of everyone course. does. It's just the in thing. And then I went to Dancers Inc. Uh, for a meeting and Miranda that I think she still works at Dancers Inc. She was like, oh, let's measure you. And I was thinking, oh, f- fuck. I've been baited. Like I've been baited. She yeah. had to find out and she measured it and it come up 5'8". And I was like, oh, <gasps> I've grown. I've grown. <laughs> and then I was like, can I change my CV to 5'9 now? But I never, because then I was like, then I'm never going to get the short jobs. Right. You know? Because at 5'8", I was managing to do short people jobs and tall people jobs. Right, but 5'9", you're, five you're tipping nine. scale. I, I, don't, I, I know it's still not tall, so let's not get too <laughs> excited. But I was like, then am I not going to get the short folk jobs? Mm. Something to think about. I'm short enough, I could have got the dwarf jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could play sleepy, grumpy, happy. Angry. Oops, excuse me, angry. I could have got all of them. Busy, all of them. Seven dwarfs, let's go. <laughs> Is it seven? It's seven, isn't it? Snow White and the seven. Are we definitely yeah. recording this time? Yeah. Can check for me. Yeah, I'll Thanks. be Snow White, so I'm really white. Um, so yeah, that was my Monday. And then obviously we had the program on Sunday, which was fire. Yeah, boy. We had Mr. Francisco Gomez. That'll be Cisco Gomez. Mm-hmm. We had Cisco back because Lisa was busy. So Cisco was such a hit last time we got him back. And like, dude, isn't he the most captivating teacher? Literally about to say that. He's, um, he demands your attention straight off the bat. It's like Cisco's in the room and you're going to listen. Yeah, I feel like before he starts teaching like he's really quiet and he's just in the corner like doing mm-hmm. his own thing and then like he does his warm-up and then the warm-up finishes and he starts teaching and it's like that's your lights camera action go mm-hmm. yeah you know and it's like when he's like he says like i'm a production but he really is like even in a studio i feel like when you're learning from him you're not just in a class it feels like you're like you're in a television show mm-hmm. or you like and I don't mean that as like a negative. I mean that in the most positive way possible. Like mm-hmm. you're so engaged the whole time because he just keeps your attention. Like, and the choreo is dope. That goes without saying. Like mm-hmm. his choreo is fantastic. Especially I love this combo because it went from being like quite jazz funky and detailed to like pure like party clubbing socials. party social steps, which is what, you know, I love. Especially mm-hmm. the fact that it was the back groove and you could kind of feel the whole room like... <laughs> and I was like, you're best not be shit at this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You do this every week. But it's week. so funny. Those are the moments that dancers struggle with, like walking and yeah. a basic groove. Yeah, selling the easy shit. Selling the easy shit. And even he was like, right? He said to him, mm. like, this is the part that you're struggling with because you can't, like, you can't just vibe. You can't fake it. the funk. Like, fake the funk. <laughs> you can't fake the funk. <laughs> can't fake the funk. I love that. Um, that's not mine. Um, but I'll pretend it is for today. Yeah. I didn't make that up. It's a Ken original. Um, <laughs> it's not, but we'll go. So, yeah. But also, he tells a story of his intention throughout the choreography. Mm. So it's like you're going on like a, a journey whilst learning. So you understand what you're trying to yeah. portray as a dancer. Yeah. He's just fantastic. And like, I mean this in the least big headed way possible, but it was such an ego stroke. Mm-hmm. Like, cause listening to him teach, it's kind of like just uh, saying everything that I teach, but in a more refined manner. Like, I feel like he's got a really nice way of executing and delivering it Mm -hmm. better than mine because he makes it more exciting to listen to. But like all the skills and different things he talks about and in the ways of moving is all things that I say on the regular. And like, it kind of made me realize that like, yo, I am actually a really good teacher. And I am also a really good student because when I learned all these skills, I was a student. Mm -hmm. I'm still a student. 
from him. Like I took his class. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm all, I'm all, I'll always be his student. I'll always be a student of the game. But it made me realize like the shit I teach is the shit that like the greats teach, like him and John. Mm -hmm. Like to me, they're like my two heroes. You know what I mean? In the UK and Marco. Like those three are my three like favorite teachers or dancers in the UK like that I like learning from and watching dance. Mm -hmm. But um, it really just made me go, yo, like I actually know what I'm teaching because they just say the same stuff. It's reinforcing, but, like, reinforcing the yeah, message yeah. I have. So it was a bit of an ego stroke. Like I turned to you in the middle of class and I was like, yo, this is stroking my ego a little bit. <laughs> and you're like, what do you mean? I was like, he just says everything I say, but cooler. Like, <laughs> but cooler. But cooler. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, um, it must be nice to know Someone like him is, yeah, saying the same shit as you are, basically. Yeah. And, like, I hope one day that, like, my students, when they go and teach... They'll say the same things. And, and I don't want them to be like, Kane taught me this, so I teach this. But I just hope that they deliver, like, similar... Like, I hope that they've learned from me and from the people, like, mm -hmm. that I've learned from and that I bring in. And they pass on the message to the younger generation of dancers that they teach. Mm -hmm. You know? I feel like that'd be super... Super inspiring for me to know that my job is my job is complete, <laughs> completed. Um, so yeah, man, fucking dope Sunday. Mm -hmm. Really Nacron. dope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, forgot what I was gonna say. That's right. Okay, I've got a very random question, totally cool. off topic to anything that we're gonna arrange today. Hit me. Do you like and comment on social media? This is really random. Uh, like and comment on social media on things that you don't think are good. Ooh. Yes. But not in a way of just like blowing smoke at people's ass for no reason. Right. Like I, so say for instance, like it's something to do with dance and I don't necessarily like the steps. I might appreciate the hustle it took you to get there. Right. Or I might know that you've faced adversity recently and mm -hmm. you've overcome it and you've got somewhere. Or I might like your trainers. <laughs> <laughs> but do you then comment on the trainers or the dance? I never comment. I just put a like, a like. and sometimes a fire emoji. And if it is just like about shoes, I will just put dope kicks. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's a different If you ever comment on that, I know that I've done bad dancing. <laughs> <laughs> but if I, if I like it and comment and you got shit shoes on, then I must like something. Because yeah, okay. if you're wearing sketches and I like that <laughs> shit, or I comment, you've you got done mad something. Mad beef right. with sketches, they're shit, bro. Worst shoe of all time. Why? I don't actually know anything about them. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Thank you. You've, <laughs> you've just you've just sealed the envelope for me. Gotcha. And that's the way it should be. Do you know what you know? That pensioners wear them. Right. That's it. And a few dancers that I teach, which I rip on the regs. <laughs> um, but it is what it is. Um, no, I do like and support people. I feel like I'm trying to send out the message that I want to receive, kind of like you were saying on the podcast before, like mm -hmm. uh, be a beacon of behavior. Like I want to send out positivity to people that I feel like are busting their ass or like just succeeding. And it might not be like, they might not be a 10 out of 10. They might be a three out of 10, but they were a two. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like they're on the climb. And I respect people's climb. And I feel like if I put that out, then I'll receive that too. Mm -hmm. And not that I need to receive it from everyone. No, but it's, but it's, it's nice. nice to receive. Like, it's nice to be told that you're doing a good job or like that you're killing something. But I don't need it by thousands of people. Like, yes, it would be lovely because it would be great for 
us as a business mm-hmm. and as a brand. But like, I always say it's about the quality of people that tell you good job or something like that. It's not necessarily about the quantity for me. Mm-hmm. So like Leo Macnado, probably ruined that. <laughs> uh, he's like an OG dancer. Like he's done everything in the States. Like he put a flame emojis on one of our reels. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, yeah, your like, voice let me straight away. Like, like, oh my God. <laughs> to me, like, that's like an, a legend. That's like an icon of the dance industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, reinforcing that what we're putting out is good, good content. Yeah. And that means more to me. Like, if we got a uh, hundred comments on that. I but, wish. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that one means more than a hundred, yeah, like, random comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, like, the, the yeah, although it would be lovely to have it from a bunch of 18-year-olds yeah. or, like, a bunch of college students, that would be amazing. But if coming from, to me, like, an OG, mm-hmm. like, someone before social media's time, like, like, he's an icon of the dance industry, if you know your dance history. Like, that means so much. Mm. And, like, Taja Riley sharing it, like, bro, to me, like... <laughs> That means we're putting out good stuff and that means a world to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think there isn't enough of that because you, like over the last three years, I've been constantly building new projects, new companies, whatever. And I never know if I'm doing the right thing. And by right thing, I mean like what appeals to the masses. Mm. So it's really hard for me to, or for anyone in, in this situation to adjust accordingly because no one gives you feedback, which is something that I'm really working on now is if I think someone's done a good job i will straight away tell him mm. you know i always yeah trying to build that up as a, as a skill because like for example i received a voice note um just before christmas so i met this individual in malta on a, like a night out nothing like that for the record just as like a friend and i swear to god fuck you <laughs> no she fuck you <laughs> no nothing like that and haven't interacted with her at all since. And then she voice noted me saying... Um, One night stand. No. <laughs> it was honestly nothing <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> fuck off. I'm, tr- I'm trying to tell a story here, man. Um, and she voice noted me saying, because of everything that you put out on social media, you've inspired me to open up my own company and to start my own podcast. And I was like, that really made my week. Mm. I felt so like touched by that I had such a high influence on someone else. It was lovely. So I'm now trying to give that to other people. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. And reading back to the whole social media thing, like my philosophy for like interacting with someone on social media is A, I have to, like, if I enjoy it, like for example, if Kinja's releases something, I'm most likely going to enjoy it. So I'll probably like Support it. Support your peeps. Support my peeps. <laughs> um, and the second is if that person's elevated themselves. Mm. Like even if I don't, if I don't enjoy what they've done, but they've done a better job than what they have done previously kind of like what you were saying like you're respecting the grind and the hustle like going from a two out of ten to a three out of ten yeah that's when i'll be like okay good job would you tell someone if it was a bad job you yes because i have that relationship with you um someone like nina yes you know there's a few people in my life um or if they ask for it yeah i feel like i never ask people for advice like no, not not nobody. i was actually thinking about this the other day i was like kane never asked like i don't advice. ask not not nobody like i like in my career, I used to ask John quite a lot, like because mm-hmm. he was ahead of me and I really respected his opinion or how to handle a situation. Mm-hmm. Like with some stuff, I asked Georgia, but like a lot of things, like if I'm really, I only ask for help if I have doubt. Okay. 
Which is not very often. <laughs> <laughs> like I only ask for uh, for advice or help if I have doubt. But if I believe in something or if I really like something, I don't... It's not I don't care other people's opinion, but it's like... I feel like I'm so used to having to hustle on my own. Like in the dance industry, like you're constantly figuring out how you're going to pay your bills, mm -hmm. how you're going to survive, how you're going to book an audition. Like, especially like from being in the States of every week going, how am I going to pay my car payment and my rent? And no one else is going to pay it for me. I didn't have time to ask for other people's opinions on shit. I just did what I had to do did to get, get shit done. done. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's created a mentality with me that I can accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. essentially on my own because I did that on my own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I was such a, I was such a, an individual person there. Like I was quite lonely. Mm -hmm. Like I had friends, but like, doesn't mean you're, yeah, they weren't paying my bills. Yeah, like yeah. they weren't, they were lovely friends, but like, I don't know. I just felt like I was, I knew what I wanted to do there and I knew what I had to do to make it happen. So I just cracked on with it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'd still have that same trait where like, I'm quite individual and selfish but it's not selfish in the selfish way. It's just like, I think about me mm -hmm. before anything. I'm the sole purpose. And if I believe in it and I like it, I just go with it without asking people's opinion because I believe in it so much. Do you reckon that, uh, that has pros and cons? A hundred percent. A hundred percent it has cons because I might be wrong. Mm -hmm. But at the same but time, I'm willing to own that mistake myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like, if I... If I believe in it and I ask five people and they all say, nah, I don't think you're right on this one. And I listen to them. I'll have that in my mind going, I should have just fucking did what I did. Right. Or if I listen to someone and they go, oh, try it like this. And I do it their way and it doesn't work. I'll be like, motherfuckers. <laughs> Motherfucker. Like, do you know what I mean? That's on them. Like, but it's not, I want to be accountable. Right. So like when I believe in something, I feel like I just go forward and I, no, I don't care what other people think. But I don't even seek it. Right. You don't seek it's not their even opinion. Opinion. No, there's no thought. Mm, it's really interesting. Because, see, I, I feel, I think I do have a fair amount of self-doubt if I'm really honest with myself. Mm. So I constantly ask people for opinion on stuff that I do, especially new stuff. Like, for example, I wrote out, um, I'm writing an advert for something at the moment, and it's the first time I've ever done it. So I've gone and asked people's opinion who I trust, you, for example, because I have no idea if I'm, what I'm doing is right. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. because I have that self-doubt talking, I feel like I need that external um, influence to say yes or no yeah. to my own work. So I'm actually really envious of you being able to go, ah, fuck it, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do it my way. But I also think it's, it's down to knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Like, I know my strengths. Like, okay, so, so, when, so when it comes to like things like I'm shit at, like editing, pressing record on a fucking podcast, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, filming stuff like when you say kane how do you want this filmed i don't know bro so is that like it's because i have no idea yeah, but yeah. what do you want this artwork to be like i don't know i have no idea what do you want this i don't know i have no idea because i have no understanding but if you say to me should this be a kickball change or a stepball change bitch i know a bull change <laughs> like change. do you know what i mean like that's when i like i only think i really stamp what i know and okay. if I don't know something, I don't pretend I do. Okay. So is there a moment in recent times that you've done something new, which you felt like you needed an external opinion? Not something new, anything. Could be anything. Where you've gone, hmm, I need to ask an opinion here. Or do you just go, I'm going to work it out? 
<laughs> mm. I think I ask you a lot of stuff when it's to do with like this, like mm-hmm. the podcast or the program, because you're That's there. That's normally every, a discussion. Because you're there every week. Mm-hmm. You're like, you see the ins and outs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ching. Like, subscribe on YouTube. Please leave a comment, <laughs> like, follow us on Instagram. Follow me on no, don't fuck Facebook. Don't follow me on that. Yeah, fuck um, Facebook. I run out of social things to follow on. Yeah. Um, but like, I ask you for st- opinions on stuff like this because you're at every podcast and you're at every class. So, and I trust that if I'm doing something shit, you'll tell me. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so let's say it's not nothing new, but like on Sunday, I kind of grilled all the students. And it wasn't a grilling, but I felt like I'm always like Mr. Positive. And it was the first time I feel like I've actually gone to everyone no, you're being too this. soft. Yeah. Like you're, I need you all to be like mentally stronger. I need you all to want it more. I need you all to fight harder. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid that I'd like knock this wall down and I didn't try and build it back up. Mm-hmm. Like I'd beaten them down and I was so afraid that I just left them to figure it out without reinforcing, uh, without giving them a positive reinforcement at the end. At the end. And like, I doubted that. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we left and all the students left, my first thing was coming over to you and Nina and, and Faith and going, did I do the wrong thing? Which you didn't, for the record. Like, I felt like I didn't walk away from that going, oh, I'm shit. I thought I was like, oh, okay. But but if you did, that was the whole point of my conversation. You've got to be resilient. resilient. Like, you've got to be, like, tougher. Like, that was the whole point of it. But I don't want to be the person to knock people down. I want to be the person to advise people and help people get stronger. stronger. Which I think you betrayed perfectly. So, mm. But, like, so things like that, that's when I have a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than like that what new things have I done where I need to ask help like just even stuff like at the moment like I'm trying to sell my house mm-hmm. like I have no idea how the housing market is <laughs> so I'm not even going to pretend that I know I'm not even going to try and guess I just asked the estate agent yo what the fuck is going on <laughs> what do I do like what do I do why mm-hmm. can't I see a house why is no one ringing me to view their house when I've asked them like mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and guess and figure shit out like I feel like I'm really good at knowing what I know and that's it. Okay. Does that stop you from straying into the new? That's no, it. I changed the light switch last week on my own. I've never done that before. Let's go YouTube. <laughs> As, bro, I literally YouTubed it and learned how to do it. Like, I'm willing to take stuff on and try stuff, but I have to want to. If I don't want to, then I'm not going to try. try. No. <laughs> I remember when you edited your first video. <laughs> I, I can't yeah. remember. It was, uh, I think it was Cisco Gomez's choreo. Yeah. You put the music over, put the title, and you called me up like, bro, I'm so proud of myself. James. Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> and you even said, I was asking you, like, that's that actually really a good. decent job. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, really I put the training program thing over the top of yeah. it, and you hadn't done that. <laughs> like, it's slightly different. You were like, go on, you. And I was like, let's go. <laughs> I've never seen you so happy. Um, YouTube yeah. is such a tool. The best learning thing. Dude, you can learn anything on YouTube. I've literally, you can learn how to dance on YouTube. You I've can literally learned my last three careers. On YouTube. Yeah. Isn't that like what Elon Musk says as well? Like, it's just, we're, we're in an age of, comp- this is so random, but we're on such an age of information is literally everywhere. There's shit information. There's great information. It's just about being clever enough to decipher what's uh, you good gotta and what's go bad. you got to go through it. Like, but that's the same as going to college and uni. Like, I know colleges that have teachers who are teaching that I would be like, you're fucking learning, like, you're letting them teach. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I do, there is. Yeah. Like, it's the same. Like, whether I YouTube or college or a university, it doesn't mean yeah, that the yeah. teacher's always good or they're a bad teacher. I think teacher. it's a little bit more 
refined though like you're gonna get to a degree yeah yeah <laughs> i would like to think i mean i don't know enough about this yeah because there's not like a dance teacher going into a dance college being like this is how to dance and they can't dance yeah, yeah. like <laughs> whereas they there can are, probably dance whereas there are not... probably people teaching you on youtube how to paint that have no idea how have to no paint idea. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean that that is the thing is there is so much information out there that is you do have to spend the time to go through it yeah but yeah you can fucking youtube anything now i need to stop swearing um Fuck okay <laughs> here is another random question in what is the most resilient moment or the the moment where you've had to show the most resilience um whether that's personal it's, career it's to me it's the easiest question ever but it's because it's the hardest thing i've ever had to do and face right. like so for people who don't know lots of people will know but for people who don't like I was arriving on set for a, a vodka commercial in America at 7 a.m. I got a phone call from my mum to say my, my brother had hung himself, mm -hmm. you know? You know, that's the toughest thing I've ever had to hear or take in my life. And I, I was faced with an option to carry on doing my job or go home. Mm -hmm. I knew that if I carried on doing my job, it would make everyone's day easier. Not mm -hmm. mine but everyone no. else's. If I left, they would have had to reblock an entire advert. My partner wouldn't have had a partner. Right. It was more than just about me. Mm -hmm. So I stayed and I did my job. I stayed for seven hours or whatever it was, did the shots that needed to be done. And they let me go as soon as I, I made a point of being like, look, I'm happy. They, they said I'm, I, I can go home. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I'm more than happy to stay. But, I just want, I need a space where I can go and be on my own and not listen to dancers moan about not being able to get to an audition next week. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I need to go and just have me time and just call me when you need me. And I'm not doing no extra shit. Like, I'm not doing that. Can you do that one more time, carrying a bottle from one corner to another? Like, no fucking way. Just let me do my dance shit and then I'll go home. And they were amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, my friends were choreographing it. They were incredibly supportive. The director who I'd never met before that moment was I can't even remember her name and I wish I did. Like, I owe you so much love and thanks. Like, she was amazing. I had Alex Shondoff and Matt Day there, like my two friends who needed, I needed, like, mm -hmm. support there. And I did my job because that's what I was, that's what I was set out to do that day. Like, and to me, we shouldn't have to do that. I'm not saying that everyone needs to hear something that tragic and go, the show must go on. Mm -hmm. But to me, it shows my character. It shows that I'm, like, to me, I can... I'm resilient and I'm not a quitter and I won't give up and I will fight for, for what, whether it be a job or to make shit happen mm -hmm. or to the show must go on. And it's just the way my brain, I guess, is conditioned in the dance industry that we think the show must go on. And I do think mine is too far extreme to one way. Like I should have just fucking gone home and been sad at home instead of sad on set. Why do you think that? And I'm not saying you're wrong. No, no. For a, but right, like, because I probably would have handled the process way better. Right. You know what I mean? Like instead, I put my, I, I beat myself down even more than I probably needed to. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like letting this defeat me in this moment. I'll deal with it at home. Because like, if that was going on stage at the Wembley Arena in front of a hundred thousand, or Wembley Stadium in front of a hundred thousand people, I still would have done it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's just the way I'm, I think I'm built. Mm -hmm. I've built, well, a built that way. I've built a resilience. Like I've built like a shield of armor around me that goes, okay, I can 
find my moments where I detach stuff. Mm -hmm. Like in those moments, I was like, right, Kane the human can't overtake here. I have to just like do Kane. my dance and yeah, fucking yeah. go. Which, you know, is a pro and a con. Yeah. Because <laughs> I also was a shit human a lot of my dance career. Like as in, I didn't do all the fun human things a human should do. Mm -hmm. I was solely dance driven. But I also contribute that to a lot of my success. success. Yeah. So it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. So I would say that's probably the most resilience I've ever had, as in like, just mm. crack on with it. And I'm guessing that resilience had to carry over the next few months. Or did you kind of cut work out and were you then in uh, that I flew home. Mode? Well, I, f I flew home yeah, like, yeah. within a few days. But, you know, th that trauma is still there. But mm -hmm. you, life goes on, right? You have to just one step in front of another like dory says just keep swimming mm. you know what i mean like Good whatever happens just keep swimming um, and uh i think now we're in a day and age where as soon as there's hardship and i don't mean to offend like younger dancers or younger generation but as soon as there's hardship or as soon as they make a mistake or as soon as there's some defeat they're defeated and that's the overriding consentory is I can't do this mm. or I'm not good enough or it's too hard as opposed to I'm going to figure this out. out. I'm going to be able to do this. I'm going to get better. Mm -hmm. Like there's no keep, there's no Dory keep swimming. It's like, oh, hurdle, poor stop. me. Yeah. yeah. Like, or, Victim hurdle, or hurdle, stop, go back to the, the level I could jump on instead of trying to jump over the level that I can't jump. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That. Like imagine you're playing a computer game and you get a boss level. Mm -hmm. And you fail like twenty times. Like I don't know about you as a kid, but were you the I kid get that through kept that shit? You the kid that kept trying it? Yeah, yeah me too. You're not the kid that puts the game away. There's a, a quote I think that reinforces this. Is I heard it quite recently. For every level, there's another devil. Ooh. And I definitely experience that every time I go into like a rut. Every time I get out of that rut, I elevate. Mm. Like there's normally something better that comes into my life after. And I always imagine it like a a boss fight in a yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Go on, Karen. So I feel like like the the biggest thing that I've noticed in the past few years is that uh, people's resilience is nowhere near as strong. Mm. Like no one's as thick skinned. And, you know, it's so hard because you don't want to be like people, you know, like they say uh, men cry, boys cry too, men cry too. Mm -hmm. Like men have feelings too. And I'm not saying that you need to like put them away and not have feelings and not have emotion. That's not what I mean at all. But it's about finding the balance of knowing when, when, when it's to okay to fight those emotions mm. and when it's not. And Absolutely. like, I feel like I meet so many people that are like, I'm having- And that's not just for boys. That's, that's boys. I'm boys just using and, boys yeah, as an yeah, example because yeah, yeah. I'm a boy. Um, <laughs> but like where people go like, oh, I'm having a bad day, so I'm not going to do class today. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, like you're having a bad day. Or like I'm not in a, men a good mental headspace. Like this is the mental health is the new thing. Like yeah, yeah. I'm not in a good mental headspace, so I can't do class today. And I'm like, do you think the toilet cleaner at McDonald's is having a good mental headspace day? <laughs> no. And is not like, do you know what I mean? Like, and they're still gonna turn up and clean the toilet. Like mm. you, all you're doing is fucking prancing around the dance studio. <laughs> like, do you know how amazing that is? <coughs> do you know what a gift you have to be able to just fucking put on some tights and bounce around the studio? And you're going, I'm not mentally able to sustain this today. Mm. Like, bitch, you ain't in the cave. You ain't in, like my mum used to say to me, like whenever something bad would happen or I'd ring her and I'd moan. And I don't moan very often. And my mum always says to me, 
I'm the kind of person that has either the best day ever or the worst day ever and nothing in between. Nothing in between. Like oh, she's okay. like, like she's like, you're either everything was the best day or it was the worst day. There's never a middle. Right. I feel like that's changed as I've become older, but like that's mm -hmm. how she always describes me. And whenever I would go and moan about something, she, like I'd be like, mom, I had to do two hours overtime in rehearsals today. I'm fucking pissed. I had to do it like that. And she went, she'll always go, could be worse, could be in the mines. Yeah. And I go, <laughs> good point, mom. I'll bring you tomorrow after tomorrow's amazing rehearsal. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I feel like now we have people which are just so willing to feel defeated or give up and not fight, not fight for what they really want. And in this industry, it's a fight every fucking day because mm -hmm. you're going to get more no's than yeses. That's a hundred percent. But all those no's make that yes so much sweeter. Mm. And if you're a person that always receives yeses, when you get a no, it's going to suck. Crush you, innit? Like, I just feel like, People need to work on being, having a stronger mindset and more self-belief mm -hmm. and more resilience. And I think there are loads of different ways to do that. I don't have a perfect example and a perfect way of doing it. All I know is my ways that I do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's, um, I guess part of the issue is, it, well, I think there's a lot of issues to today's current uh, global approach to life is we're finding excuses for everything. There's a diagnosis or uh, an excuse of why you're behaving the way you are. And like, I think to, to illustrate that, how many times do you hear go, oh, I'm this because I'm this star sign. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You're a wanker. <laughs> like, <laughs> or I'm this because I was raised this way. Or I'm yeah. this because thing. And I'm like, okay, that might be the contributing factor to why you are the way you are, but that doesn't mean you have to stay that way. Mm. Like, or I'm this because this is just who I am. No, you can be anyone you want, but you need to find a way to transition out of that. Mm. Like, you, like, you can literally create your own character whenever you want. Yeah. And I think we're just finding excuses and because excuses sound to the best of who make them up. Yeah. And then we stick to that and we kind of create a... Um, but we only find excuses for our weaknesses and our flaws. We never try and find excuses for our successes or our strengths. Yeah, our strengths. Yeah, yeah. Like when do you ever hear someone be like, oh, I'm, I'm really successful and I work I'm really, really hard because I'm a Gemini. <laughs> I'm a Gemini. Uh, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Mm. You don't, right? Mm -mm. And it, because it's a coping mechanism, it's going, I'm this way. It's passing the blame on. It's passing the blame on. And as I always say, and I've said this on this podcast quite a few times, when you point one finger, three point back at you. Yeah. You know, and it's going... If you're a Gemini, it's double that. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. You've just created a, yeah. an excuse of why you behave the way that you do. Yeah. You know, and it's not going, oh, I behave this way because I'm a dickhead. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, need, I need to elevate and I need to change myself, mm. you know? Um, so I think that's issue number one. And I can't remember what the is other issues are that I was going to talk about. So I'm just going <laughs> to blank that one out. Um, I think... Everyone is so, let's just use dance as the reference because it's easier. Mm -hmm. um, we're always so concerned about being better at steps mm -hmm. and we're never concerned about being better at the other part of being a dancer. Like being amazing at steps isn't necessarily gonna make you successful. Cause I know so many dancers which have given up and they're so fucking dope. Mm. I know so many dancers which like take, get three no's and they go, this is too hard, it's not for me. Like you have to build a mental toughness. You have to build resilience and thick skin. You have to believe in yourself and your ability. Like, let's say for example, like 
on Sunday, I'll use this reference, is like people were struggling with it because they were exhausted because mm-hmm. they'd learned Cisco's combo and they were brain fried and then they come out of mine. They come out to learn mine. And it was also, it was, I don't think it was like mentally challenging. I think it was physically t- challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, there were hard moments, but it wasn't that difficult. Mm-hmm. But they were so exhausted from the class before that they didn't, show up to fight for the next one their energy was low they were walking on the heads down like the floor but they were like we can't do this and i made a point of going guys if this was four o'clock instead of six o'clock you'd be chilling you'd be killing it you'd be killing it but like this is only three hours like you've got to fight to want this because mm-hmm. you want to be better because if this was your audition which is an all-day re- audition and you've learned three combos you'd be fighting for it right i hope otherwise mm-hmm. you're not going to get the job and the people that fight for it and they're the most resilient are normally the ones that get the jobs not always the most talented it's the ones that are willing to stick it out. It's the ones that will push harder and harder and harder. And I just feel like, do we have that? Do we have that in this generation? I'm sure there is it, but I don't see <coughs> as much as it. Mm, I think... Um, and not even this generation, because that's me being so harsh. Because I went to people, I went to college with people who were so talented and, and have never it. danced the steps since they've left college because they didn't have that resilience. Mm. But I feel like all I ever remember is people who are resilient because they're the people that have still been on this side of the the career path with me like right. achieved yeah, yeah, yeah like you mean done it and i think i think where a lot of the issues lies and again i'm not saying this is a generational thing is people probably is. can't think long term mm. and i to again to illustrate this i think like if i told you if you wake up at 6 a.m every morning i'll pay you 100 pounds a morning you would get up at 5.59 and you're up and you're ready because you're getting a, a reward for mm. it. And I, I was having a conversation with someone quite recently who was, this person was struggling to motivate themselves. And I said, what people miss is that, okay, I'm not going to give you £100 if you wake up at 6am in the morning, but getting up at 6am or whatever you need to do is likely to pay you that £100 later. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like the habits and the behaviours that, illust- uh, that you demonstrate now will be what pays you later. And mm-hmm. people can't connect the dots. So turning up for your class uh, on the second class after Cisco's with high energy levels is what's likely going to pay you later. But yes. if I said to every single dancer in that room, I will pay you £100 if you bust your balls off for the next hour, they would have bust, they bust their balls off. Not realizing that them doing the work then will pay them later. Down the line. Down the line. For sure. You know, and it's, it's what we do now, which uh, creates and puts into fruition the life we want later yeah and like a big part of and i'm not saying i did any better because i definitely did it (laughs) in that class but 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 you got to show up you got to make it happen (laughs) and it's not even that it's going to be perfect but you've got to at least leave knowing that you tried you tried and you gave it your all Mm because if you leave knowing you didn't give it your all are you satisfied Mm -hmm. like i've left loads of times knowing i didn't give it my all and i look back and i go what a mug i missed out on so many opportunities Mm. you know like those are life lessons Free lessons, you free know, lessons. free lessons. They weren't free. They cost me money to think of the job. But, <laughs> um, and then my other thing is like, I feel like people are actually talented, but they have no self-belief. Mm. Like they don't believe they can achieve it. And like, uh, if you don't believe in yourself or if you don't believe you can accomplish something, how the fuck is anyone so else going to believe it? Like if I'm the choreographer or if I'm the creative director and I've got 10 people in front of me, and I'm looking for two, and there's only two which are showing that they, they, they believe they can roast it, 
it doesn't matter how good the others are. I'm going to hire the two that believe in themselves yeah. and have the belief. Because if I go to you, bro, you're on stage in two hours. I'm going to teach you this combo. And you go, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I'm, I'm going to let you do that job, but you're probably not mm -hmm. going to do another one. But if you go, okay, let's get it. I got this. I, I'm I'm going to use you. Like, do you know that there's a dancer who I always think about um, has this like self-belief and like, and is probably now one of the most working male dancers in the country is Anders Dino. Like mm. his energy is always good. Like he believes that he's like, he, he believes that he's dope, but it's not in an arrogant way. It's in a, a self-belief. He self knows he's put in the work. Mm. Like, and I think if you don't believe in yourself and you've not put in the work, then it can be arrogant. But if you know you've put in the fucking work and the effort and then you believe in yourself, that's not arrogance. Mm. That's real self-belief because you've put in the work. Like, whereas with Anders, like, just for you dance, he'll be like, greatness, baby. <laughs> like, But it brings the attitude. And he'll be like, it. let's kill it, baby. Let's go greatness. AD all day. Like, it's this like... And, like, and that rubs off as well, right? Yeah, and it makes you go, we got Fuck this. Yeah. It's that, like, he's got that Kobe mentality, bro. Mm. Like, like, every time he does stuff as well, he'll be like, Kobe! Like... There is heroes. Like he has that mentality. Mm. And that's why he's so successful. And I think to kind of go back to your point is people invest in you will always invest less in you than what you invest in yourself. Mm. So if you're not elevating yourself, people aren't going to try and push you up. Facts. You know? Preach. Say that again. <laughs> people will always invest in you less than what you invest in yourself. Say it for the people on the tube who just missed that. <laughs> people, uh, I've just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> People will always invest. People will always invest less in you than you invest in yourself. 100%. So if and you fully and totally invest in you, normally people see that and then they start to invest in you too. Mm. But if someone sees that like you're quite lazy, you don't invest in yourself, you don't show up, you're not on time, you don't put in the work, then who the fuck else is going to put that effort into you? 100%. No and one. I, and I see this with people who are employed, and this isn't obviously dance employment, like normal employment. They go, oh, I've been in this company for five years. I deserve a pay rise. Pardon? I don't give a fuck about how long you've been there for. I care about how much work you've been putting into that company. Mm. You know, Because if you've been there five years rise. and you're late, <laughs> like yeah. if you're five years and you, you, you do 40% for effort, you go out on a cigarette break every 20 minutes, yeah. like then people shouldn't be paying more. And I think people expect money first or elevation first, work second, when it's work first, elevation second, mm. you know? And it's like, like for me, like I'm in this phase of my life where I'm just constantly working on me mm. and not worrying about the money because I know the money will come second. So yeah. I'm trying to build myself up to be the best I can be. So A, everyone else around me like, gets a better version of me, but B, like, I'll create that financial and elevation reward later. Yeah, and that carries across into to dance. Like if you invest all your time and effort into making you a better dancer, a better performer, a more confident person, uh, having more knowledge and understanding about the world you're going into, that's only going to pay off for you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's going to make you in a much better position for people to invest in you. Because mm. if I say to you, yo, bro, you're a dope dancer, like, you know, what's your inspirations? Like, what do you like? And you just go, I don't know. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> Dead. Like, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. oh. Okay. But if you go, do you know what? I love... Uh, Randy and uh, Heffer, like I love Misha and Nick Bass, like that Kenny Wormel thing. I'll be like, okay, you you know your shit. Yeah. Like I'll believe that you're more invested than maybe you really are. Mm. I don't know. Like, and obviously I just use them as because they're all my heroes. But <laughs> but it illustrates the point. It shows. Mm. So 
going back to resilience, do you have a technique to deal with resilience? And I'm going to lead with my example first. Mm -hmm. So as you know, but I've been building something in the background for the last like six months, whatever. And I keep hitting hurdles mm. and I keep hitting self-doubt and I keep hitting like things that are just holding me back. And the other day I went into something that challenged me mentally. And I'm now using this technique where I visualize the day that I released a company, mm. how that's going to feel, what's going to happen when I sell my first product. Mm. So I'm using all these like, and I really visualize and I live it. Mm. So I get this like excited, bubbly emotion. I'm like, fuck yeah, I can do this sort of shit. Mm. And I'm, then when I'm in that state, that's when I then execute. Yeah. So I build myself up with a visualization of mm. what achieving what I want to achieve looks like. I I that's dope. I think I have different ways uh for different things. Like I'm uh quite materialistic as we know. <laughs> <laughs> um so sometimes I'll be like I vision like like the house I want. Mm. So when I don't want to show up and teach 6-year-olds how to two step this week, I go this is going to pay off. Mm. This is going to help me get the house I want to do. Like, cause it's the stuff that I'm not so invested in. It's the mm -hmm. stuff that I don't love as much. So I know to get through those things that I don't love as much. You should find that. I have to find a, a motivator. A motivator. Cause mm. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to make these six year olds the dopest six year olds they can be. Cause they can barely do up their shoelace. But <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's my motivator for that. But then other times my motivator might be depending for what it's for. Like I'm going to help someone else reach their goals. Mm. like I'm going to help create this person's dream. That's a motivator for me. Mm, like when lovely. I see uh, someone get an amazing opportunity and I might've been part of that journey. That's a huge motivator to me. Mm. I love seeing my people succeed and not my people as in I own them or they're mine, but like people, people, that, that, have, people that I've interacted with or we've had uh, an investment in each other. Cause mm. I think when a student invests in you and you invest in them, you build a partnership, mm -hmm. you build a relationship. Not in a weird way, yeah, but you know what yeah, I mean. Like it's, it's a, a relationship. It's, relationship. A, it's a it's a give and take. Like yeah, yeah, they've yeah. invested something into me. I'm investing something into them. Like so, when they succeed, like that makes me so fucking happy because mm. I know that's part of us. That's also a, a branch of me mm. succeeding. Because I've that means I've succeeded as a teacher as, as well. A teacher, as a mentor, and then as a, other things. As a business partner, not business partner. As a working yeah, partner. And then other things that help me build like resilience is like I I listen to uh, people's podcasts or audiobooks of people inspire me like i'm currently listening to 50 percent audiobook you got an audiobook well he's got a real book but What's i can't it? read <laughs> um is audiobook i'll find you out what it's called read. like i can read i just hate it um but dude like it's fucking dope and like when you actually hear about it like when he tells you it, it's called hustle hustle harder hustle smarter I i'm only on the chapter three and it's the chapter three is called constructing your crew Mm. And it's about like getting the right people around you and stuff. But he talks about um, the image of like 50, 50 Cent and Curtis Jackson. Right. And how they're two different people. Two different. It's a product. So when you think of 50 Cent, what do you think of? Like gangster rap. Yeah. What do you think his nightlife is like? Like nuts. <laughs> like <laughs> drugs, alcohol. Uh, yeah. Doesn't drink. Like the, uh, the have you watched Power? The yeah. TV series? Yeah, I yeah. think that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he made that. So <laughs> <laughs> makes yeah, sense. He's the, mate. He he's the writer. Right. It's his, his TV yeah, yeah. show. Um. 50 Cent doesn't drink. Mm. He's like, he talks about it. He's like, I go out and party with everyone. But I don't drink. And I, when, when, <laughs> I the, take when, the, when the bottle of Ciroc is finished, I ask him to go and put some water in it. 
with right, some lime and soda it. and I hold that rock and I pull my drink. So everyone thinks that I'm partying too. And he's yeah, like, I'm yeah. not, I'm being calculated. I drink, I, I like stay that. part of the atmosphere. And he's like, and I make the most of those opportunities because when other people are drunk, they start to be more giving. Mm. So I learned more shit. I'm more attentive. Uh, like it's, it's a full on like business and game. And I'm like, I learn from people like this. Mm. And I'm not saying that I do that, but it's like, oh, there's a, there's, a, there's a method to your madness. Like, how can I make this carry across into my into life? Your world. And like, that helps me build self-confidence in knowing what I can e execute because I've heard someone else do it as well. Do it as well. Which is funny. I'm reading uh, the, it's called uh, Shoe Dog, which is the creator of Nike. Mm -hmm. And dude, the story is amazing. It's, really? a, it's, it's like, I wouldn't say it's, an, it's, a, it's a very well-written story, but how he like basically created Nike in like yeah. 1963. The, so obviously in the 1960s, the world was a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, and he flew out to Japan, started importing shoes from Japan. He's like 23 or something. And like the amount of hurdles he overcome and he f like, it's just such a phenomenal story. And then when I think about all the small bullshit that I have to go through, I go, this is nothing. Yeah. You know, and that helps me create that resilience because I'm, I'm now not idealizing, but I'm now reflecting on other people's hardship. Yeah. And then it goes, I can elevate, I can create that. I can do this. I yeah. can do this. And that's how I build like self-confidence because I go, they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Like it, I can do it, I can do it better. They yeah. can do it, I can do it better. Yeah. Or at least try my best to do it try better. My like, best. you know. Mm. Um, so that's another technique I use. And another example I use to faith about how to like um, build more self-confidence is be around, like <laughs> construct your crew. Mm. Be around people that aren't going to bring you down be around people that are going to lift you up like your tribe is your vibe like so if you're with someone who's like yo like should we just do nothing today and chill someone who day? enables negative behavior yeah or like yeah, or yeah. bitches and moans about everything and i've been that person mm. and it's not the person i like being but i've been that person and i i probably it's affected me in a negative light but i'm also now not that person mm -hmm. you know i've grown out of it i've i've recognized those things and I go, wow, I need to be around people that like lift me up. And now when I have a goal and I set a target, someone that goes, you can fucking do that. Let's go. How do we do it? As opposed to someone going, oh, I don't maybe, know. Can maybe, you? can you? Bro, I then my the mindset is going to go, my, I'm going to put my mindset on what their expectation or what they believe I can achieve. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to their level. I want to be around someone else who goes, okay, let's do this what step and like one? and I, I and i said to faith that's like you know jake is that for me and her example i said well, who did you say this to sorry faith newport oh yeah yeah <clears throat> um and i said to her i was like so let's use an example like you and nina mm -hmm. i was like why don't you become accountability partners why don't you become accountable for each other mm -hmm. what are you both trying to achieve same thing how do you both how, how are you both going to use each other to get there Mm. we'll make each other accountable let's be like yo once a week we're gonna uh both freestyle and send each other a video mm. or like we're gonna both go and take a class we don't like and keep each other accountable for it because if you hold yourself accountable to someone you're more likely to do it mm -hmm. that's why like uh these like slimming world and shit like that are fucking so successful yeah even though the, the methodology is absolutely fucking trash like facts it's <laughs> the worst way of losing weight of all time facts but that's why it works is because you go and you build a relationship and accountability with 20 other women or men, normally women. And the instructor's always overweight. <laughs> and always has no fucking clue what it's all nope. about. 
they just read a book and go, these are points, whatever, another, another rant for another day. Ooh, I, but can, it, I but, can go off on one. But the whole reason is then you become accountable because you're embarrassed to cheat and go back the week mm. later and everyone else has put in the work and lost weight and you've not. That's the whole method behind it. It's keeping you accountable. Mm-hmm. Kind of shaming you a little bit. <laughs> but, is, like, but like, shame but can be useful. Yo, when, do you know when people go like, you shouldn't fat shame? This is going to get me cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> people go, you shouldn't fat shame. I'm like, but if it works. But if it works. And, it's like, and I'm, I'm not saying like in, in a horrible way, but like, should I shame you for not being able to do an LV? Yeah. At the right time? <laughs> yeah. Because then you might want to be able to learn to do it. Yeah, I'm trying. Like, <laughs> fat shaming, I should not use that as the example. No, but... Like, but it's now quickly. On but that's topic. what Slim World, Slim World is. Mm. It's fat shaming. Like, just so you all know, like it's oh, you didn't reach your target this week. Yeah, and everyone really else is. did. And that's um, called sh- shaming. <laughs> we're now going too far in the opposite direction. I think this is like we'll carry on with this overweight subject, but this this can be used in much more general context. Is we're now going? It's okay to be this way. And, pff, no, it's not. Imagine saying to a teenager, "It's okay to be the way you are." When most teenagers are depressed, have anxiety, yeah, you know, are not enjoying life, yeah. and they go, "You be exactly who you are. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. You need to elevate. You need to build. Like, yeah, be better. You need to be better." And like, I know it's really harsh and it's the uncomfortable truth, but like, listen to the uncomfortable truth because if you listen to it, you react to it, you develop from it, you're gonna be a happier person. Mm. Yeah, it's okay to be a shit dancer and want to be a professional. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Well, it's okay. To, oh, sorry. I'm, I said, yeah. I want in, to be a professional. Like, yeah, yeah. That, it's okay to be a shit dancer. And but not if you want it. to be. Yeah. But it's not okay to be a shit dancer and be happy. At the with, level at you the are. Level, yeah, 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 and go, yeah, it's yeah. okay because I'm here, but I want to be a dancer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that, doesn't way. Work that way. So, yeah, I think those are the ways that I build. a super went off topic. But like my <laughs> resilience is like, you know. And put yourself in uncomfortable positions all the time. Like the, the one of the uh, you grow through what one you of the through. things I grew the most, except for like obviously my brother. Um, I when I moved to LA, I was broke within six months, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, oh my god, I have to go home. I have to move home. How do I make money? Um, obviously, it's illegal to work in Starbucks when you're on an O one visa because you're only, yeah you're an uh, artistic alien. Um, you're only there to do performing work. So right. I ended up getting a job in the Abbey, which is a gay bar, where I danced in a Speedo three, four nights a week and men tucked money <laughs> in my pants. Is like, it? that is my living nightmare. I, like, it was my living right. nightmare. Like, yeah, I yeah. literally despised it. But, fucking made a lot of money. money. <laughs> like, but it kept me... Videos? <laughs> kept, yeah, somewhere. <laughs> YouTube. Photos. Uh, it kept me able to do to the do thing the I love. And you had to sacrifice. So I had to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... There's a quote. No, go on. You came. The... The resilience and the mental toughness it gave me because I was so embarrassed mm. for the first six months of doing it. I was embarrassed always doing it. Mm-hmm. But what it taught me was like, yo, I can do this. You I can, can do, do anything. anything. So that was the most uncomfortable I felt. Like I'm stood there, short ginger and pasty in a speedo whilst not competing, but stood next to all these people which look like Greek gods. Right. Like giving a two-step and getting paid more tips than me mm-hmm. because they look better. And me going, I have to make this work. And I have to find my way of making this work for me. Mm. Like, I hated it. I was so embarrassed. When Jamal Sims would walk in, the choreographer for Step Up Movies, or Brian Freeman would walk in, I would want to die. Because I'd be like, oh my God, they're seeing me do this thing. I'm so embarrassed. And actually, when they saw me, no one was ever like, 
How what are you doing? doing? Yeah. It was kind of a bit like. <laughs> did they put money in your pants? <laughs> Jamal did, yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of like. <laughs> in fact, no, his husband at the time did. Jamal was like, I can't do it. And I was going, just give me your money, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> please. Uh, his husband at the time did. Uh, but they're no longer together. Oh, Another story. Um, and then. Uh, was it because he. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but then it was like, do you know what? Like, this has gone from feeling the most vulnerable, uncomfortable thing I've, I could ever do in my life to feeling, to feeling like this is how I pay my bills, yo. Like mm. this is actually becoming quite easy. And it kept and sometimes it became fun because mm. I try and find the positive in it. So then if I went into an audition and you went to me, stand there in your pants, I'd be like, <laughs> okay. It's all up, Whereas baby. most people, if you say to them, stand, stand there in your pants, like they'd feel horrendous. Mm. I don't give a fuck because I've done it like in a, a way that made me feel so uncomfortable that I built up resilience and strength to overcome that mm. and self-confidence to overcome that. Absolutely. Love it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Some, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, I think my most resilient stroke, stroke it's okay. <laughs> I know we're talking about gay bars, but <laughs> um, my most resilient moment, and this is definitely, so it's a good three, four month period. And it taught me so much about myself and how much we can endure as humans. So 23, it's mid-June, um, I'm 23, so mid-June 2019, the commercial property we're in now came up for grabs. Um, I'd never thought about running a business. I, it was kind of back end of my mind, but like it wasn't coming, like I knew it wasn't coming to fruition. Had two weeks to decide if I could run a gym company and I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. So we were going back and forth between my parents of like working out the numbers. Is it possible? They basically said no. It's like there's there's no like there's no way this there's no happen. way this works. Like there's no way you take on a building this size with no historical background. And then it was huge. And yeah, so yeah, <laughs> bigger like, and um, and I said to my parents, and I, this is about the whole confidence thing. I said, I will work fourteen hours a day every single day to make this work. Because they were like, who's going to clean? Who's going to do this? And I said, I'll do it all. I'll do absolutely every single job it, it takes to require to run this company. And they said, they were like, mm, okay. And the second persuading point was, I'd rather put everything I have into it and lose everything. And knowing that I tried. Mm. I'd rather, so I, I, to be really honest, I put 19 grand into it which was everything. So I came away from that and I had like 200 pounds left in my bank. Mm. I put every single penny I had into it. So we then had, so we took on the keys of 1st of July. We're opening 1st of August. So it's a 4,000 square, 4,000 square foot building um, with lots of different rooms. And we had to completely renovate the whole building, build a company, build the website, build the company marketing from absolute scratch. We had nothing. So for a month straight, I was in here from six, six o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night, painting, building websites, doing absolutely everything to make a company. Shit that you didn't even know how I to do. I had no idea how to do it. So this is where the story thickens. So on the 7th of July, so it was seven days in, I had a shoulder operation booked in. So I had to go into operating table on the 7th of July, had my shoulder cut open, had some of the bone taken out, drilled in, put two screws through. It's a nine month recovery process. Robocop. Robocop. Yeah. Um, so, the advice was to obviously rest for the next like month and do absolutely nothing. So I stayed in the hospital for one night and I asked Sarah Jane to drive me straight into work and get back to it. So I'm there with one arm. Sarah Jane's from Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Jane is like a business partner of mine and one of my besties. Um, so I'm there with one arm. I'm decorating for like 14 hours a day, just getting shit done. 
And for the, then we opened 1st of August and I worked from 6.30 a.m. to nine o'clock at night. Um, but I still with one arm. So 14 hours a day. So it's a hundred hour working week for three months straight whilst I was battling an autoimmune disease flare. So I'm ill. So for those who don't know what autoimmune is, it's where your immune system attacks your body rather than defends you. So my body's in bits. I'm working a hundred hour a week. I've got one arm. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. And we're still here in the building today. Respect. Two and a, two and a half years on. And to me, that, that was the moment I went, fuck, I can do anything. Yeah. If I can get through this, I can get through absolutely anything. That's fucking dope, man. That's ambition. I'm just saying, and I like, no one believed in me. Yeah. Like, no one was like, this is possible. And I was like, I know what I'm capable of. I know how hard I can work. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's self-belief, Self-belief, 100%. That's confidence. And like, and that's why, that's what I'm saying. Like, as, as performers and dancers, if you don't have that belief in yourself, no one else is going to. No. 100%. That's and people will only invest in you what uh, less than what you invest in yourself yeah and i showed everyone that i was that i would quadruple down on me and make that shit work and, and we made it work and that's funny isn't it like so no offense mm -hmm. three years ago i never would have had you be my business partner no. i would never would have invested in you but i saw your amazing building and what you'd built do you remember the first time i came and i was like <laughs> I bro what the hell and it was actually like seeing your your determination and your grit and like your ability to make shit happen mm. that inspired me and i was like he needs to be on my team <laughs> you know what i mean but and yeah, i'm yeah. assuming it was the same way the other way around yeah, yeah yeah like yeah i saw how hard you work and i was like i want to be on his team and it's like people like i think it's rare that you meet people like that for example when we did the podcast with christy lee manning mm. straight away i was like she inspires the fuck out of me I'd yeah she needs to be on her. my team like i would yeah. love to be on the same side as her yeah just purely from the way she talks about herself Mm. That was a selling point for me. So, Christy Lee Manning, if you're listening, me and you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Not in that way, fuck off. <laughs> She's married. I don't care. I don't and even her, work her, with her. Her husband looks like Marty Godalka. That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like, wow, we went down a rabbit hole today. We went down a rabbit hole. For I the went second one. For the second time. <laughs> we didn't get this deep into the other one. We only did 30 minutes. But um, yeah, so guys, be resilient. Believe in yourself. Mm. If you have any questions on how to do that or. I don't know, improve on yourself, message us. We'll try and help the best we can. I'm not saying we know the answers, but we know what works for us so we can pass that on to you. Mm -hmm. And um, thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe on YouTube, Apple. We're on Audible now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we always were. I didn't know, though. That's good. Um, see, remember when I said that shit when I don't know stuff about it, I don't pretend <laughs> I do? That was that moment. That I was that know moment. Them. You're honest um, And we're on Spotify, but if you're listening, you already know that. Um... And yeah, please share the podcast with everyone, with everyone you know, all performers, all dancers, let them know. If you've learned, if you like one thing about this podcast and you don't like a hundred, still share it because that one thing might help someone else. Yeah. Um, and let us know how we're doing. Like going back to what we were saying, we never know. Yeah, tell Jake. No, tell both <laughs> of us. Um, we never know what's good and what's bad. Yeah. What do you want to hear? What, what don't do you want to hear? hear? Um, and what guests would you like on? Mm -hmm. We'll do our best. They'll be probably via Zoom, but we'll try it. We'll see what happens. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And peace out. Kicks of the day. Jordan 11s. Got them £30 on Depop. Say what? Yeah. Okay. Bye, bitches. Bye. Boom. <laughs>